0: Welcome to Truth in the Word. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Now, here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, this is Pastor Jim Newsom, Truth in the Word on Anchor Broadcasting. We'll continue on today in the book of Acts, beginning around chapter 2, verse 25, Peter's message. uh, After the outpouring of the Spirit in chapter 2, this is the inaugural message of the church. Peter, with boldness and full of the Holy Ghost, preaching the Word of God, speaking strictly, mostly probably to Jews. Uh, There was Jews totally at the day of Pentecost, so... Uh, Last time we did read read verse 25, but I want to go a little further um into what David saw uh he spoke around, I believe, in Psalms 16. Um the word of God teaches that uh that David had a lot of insight. Many called him a prophet. Uh he he I believe he was like Abraham, he saw Christ in his day. He uh, understood as far as the Spirit of God would allow him to understand who Christ was. And um, so, Psalm, so Psalm 16 is not speaking of David. It does not apply to him. He is speaking of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Acts chapter 2, verse 25. Let's go to prayer before we get into the Word. Father, we thank you for your Word. And Lord, you said it will go forth and not come back, boy, but do that what you sent it to do and we ask you lord in jesus name that you anointed today god and it would give seed to the sower lord and uh, bread to the eater that it would penetrate our hearts and our minds that we might know as your word says the word became flesh in john 1 14 or you said the word became flesh and dwelt among us we know today lord that you're all in all Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, and we know that you're the soon coming King. And with that hope, we look up because our redemption draws nigh. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So, Peter's preaching, uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 25, for David speaketh concerning him. Okay, him, of course, is a pronoun meaning Jesus Christ, concerning him. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Okay, now that's Peter quoting what David said in Psalms chapter 16. We're going to go there and start in verse 8. This is the psalm of the resurrection. Of jesus christ remember <clears throat> i'm learning day by day and even in my old age that uh, whenever you pick up the bible old or new testament christ is in there he is the fulfillment of god's plan to redeem man the bible declares he was crucified from the foundation of the world referred to of course as the lamb of god as john the baptist said to taketh away the sins of the world that's why What we preach today in this day and age in which we live, these times, these peerless times, as Paul told Timothy, that we must, we must, we must, we have a mandate to preach only Jesus Christ and Him crucified, any other ism or schism. This is what Paul got angered with at the the Church of Galatia. He said, who... Have bewitched you, Galatians? Who, who have you allowed to come in and 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 try to to undermine the gospel that I preached to you before? And um, he used the word bewitched, which points to witchcraft. Which witchcraft means to rebel against, to uh, come against that which is true. And we must preach the gospel, and everything as we're going to see in this particular psalm points to. Jesus Christ and him crucified, him being buried and resurrected, descending, even now, setting by the Father's right hand. We are waiting for him to return. They have been for ages. We have been in our day and our age. And if my generation passes without him coming, he's still coming. doesn't matter because his word will be fulfilled. I don't know the day or the hour. Men don't. Men have been setting dates for years. Always prove wrong. Amen. People... Buying foolish books and doing foolish things, going to foolish places and waiting on the coming of the Lord. When the Bible says we're to watch, we're to wait, we're to occupy until we come. That occupation is with the preaching of the word of God. And that's what we need to do in this day. Every church that claims to be the church of God, now I'm using that as a what denomination. You can even say the church of Christ. Once again, not alluding to a denomination because the church was purchased with his own blood. Who do men say that I am? Peter said, "That thou art the Christ. Who do you say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my spirit is upon this rock, this bedrock. I shall build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So the church, who is the church, is preaching the gospel. If the gospel is not being preached in the building that we call a church, then it's not the church. Now, that's plain, but then, and that's blunt, but that's just a fact. If we're not preaching the gospel, we're not the church, okay? So Psalm 16, verse 8, he said, I have set the Lord always before me, quoting, this is what, this is what David said, as Peter quoted in Acts 2.25, because he is on my right hand, I shall not be moved. So he's talking about the life of Christ. He said, therefore, my heart, remember, this is not David speaking of himself. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Now we rest in the the death, praise God, the resurrection, the ascension of Jesus Christ, the blessed hope that he's coming again as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now, once again, describing as God the Father related to God the Son, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one, to see what corruption. Now this speaks of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He, he prophesied. He said, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up again. He said, I lay down my life and I will take it back up again. It was always the plan. It was always the plan. And he was resurrected on the third day. Up from the grave, he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. He said, Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Is this is not David speaking of himself, but actually, this is Jesus Christ speaking of what God, God the Father, is going to do as far as a resurrection. In other words, the plan of God fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Yes, he died. Many rejected him. Things would have been different, but he would—he still would have died because he's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So he did not lay in the grave. He's not in the grave today. Amen. And he was not speaking, like I said, of David, which he goes on to talk about. He says, <clears throat> he said, that will show me the path of life. What did Jesus say he was? I am the what? The way. The truth. And the life and no man comes unto the Father except it be through me. He said, Thou will show, verse 11, Psalm 16. Thou will show me the path of life in thy presence is the fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forever. let speaks of course, of the ascension of Jesus Christ. The Bible declares that he is sitting by the Father's right hand. Right now, as I'm speaking to you, this is not changing. Waiting for the coming, waiting for his, his time of getting up off the throne and coming back and, and, and coming and getting his people. He said, he said this is, speaks of the ascension. And he sits at the right hand, making intercession for me and you every day. He's touched with our infirmities. Infirm is anything that's against you, mind, body, soul, Spirit, psychological, financial, anything that comes against you in your life is an infirmity. Something that tries to disrupt your way of life. And we live in a world of disruption. In this world, you will have tribulation, he said, but be of good cheer if I've overcome the world. He said, even for my name's sake, they shall persecute you even drag you to jail, the Bible says. But he says, says, when, when, when they bring you before leaders and princes and kings and on and on and on, he says, think not what you'll say. He said, for I shall fill your mouth. Not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit of God." So the word he said, he said, he said, "When I suffer that Holy One to see corruption," it refers to the body of Christ. He had a body like me and you, but it never saw corruption. It never, uh, uh, it never degraded under the curse of death, because what He did brought life. So Christ. This proves he came from the grave physically and not as an invisible spirit. You know, many times he would appear and he would say, do you have any meat? He'd walk through a wall. Remember Thomas said, I I don't really believe it. And he saw the nail scars in his hand. and he, He said, forgive me. He said, my Lord and my God. He said, thou art the one crucified, you are the one laid in the grave, you are the one that resurrected. And he was not an invisible spirit, but he came back in his bodily form, which the Bible says, as Jesus Christ was, so shall we be. He was the first fruits, and listen, of the resurrection. As he was resurrected, if we go by the way of the grave, then we will come out the same way. Our our physical body, which is laid in the ground in corruption. Paul taught first Corinthians 14, 15, I'm sorry. He said, Corruption shall put on incorruption. Come on. No more death. Oh, therefore is thy stain, O grave, where is thy victory? So he, he's not an invisible spirit. He's coming back in a bodily form. And then Zechariah teaches, they will say, the Jewish people will say, Where did you get those scars? Those scars points to his crucifixion. And they will say, He will say, In the house of my friends. Okay. John 21 14 says, This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to disciples after he was risen from the dead. He showed himself in bodily form, not a spirit. Course of supernatural powers, not a corrupted body, not an aging body, not a sick body, but a perfect body. He said, Now, this is the third time that Jesus showed himself to disciples after that he had risen from the dead in bodily form. So, through what Jesus did at the cross, now listen, Christ had every right to ascend to the Father's right hand. And this, of course, speaks of power and authority on our behalf. He did it for mankind. Psalmist David said, who are we that God is mindful of us? So Hebrews 1.3 says this, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, then he sat down on the right hand of majesty on high. So who paid for your sins? Churches, organizations, preachers, teachers? No. Those in the fivefold? No. Jesus Christ purged our sins. The only one that could. The perfect Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. See, I've said this many times. The world doesn't have a political problem, a social problem, although there's certainly the fruits of what's going on, but the world has a sin problem. What you see going on in the world in this nation today <clears throat> is a result of sin, is a result of people rejecting God. Paul taught in Romans, He he said when he, he said, when you should have received me, but you did not, Genesis says, my spirit would always strive with man. He says, when you would receive me, he said, you do not. He said, and I will send you strong delusion. Certainly the case in 2021, going in 2022, before, before too long. Strong delusion. People call evil good and good evil. Book of Judges said, and they done what was right in their own eyes, when about to establish their own righteousness. So he purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty of God. Okay, Acts 2.26, therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was, this is Peter speaking, my tongue was glad moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope. So this is, this is Christ himself, what's he doing? Rejoicing over the Father's guarantee of what he did, of what he sent Jesus Christ to do for God to love the world, that he gave his only, only, only begotten Son, and whosoever should believe he should not perish, <clears throat> but have everlasting life. So when he went to the cross, he knew, <clears throat> pardon me, what he had to do, he did it. We know what he did in Gethsemane, of the Bible declares, "He as, as much as sweat drops of blood." If it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. But yet he knew what he was came to do. He he was a, when he went into the wilderness, he fought fought Satan on the same uh, plane that me and you do. He fought him in the spirit and speaking what is written. He 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 did everything in the physical body. He was our example. He makes us an overcomer because of what he did. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So he descended to the death where he knew that God would bring him. He said, I'm not going to leave my body to see corruption. He didn't. Not, Not one moment of decay. Amen. The perfect Lamb of God. the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 21, from that time forth began Jesus to show in his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised again on the third day. So he knew where he was going. He knew what he came for. He knew what was going to happen and he knew the end results. The Bible says God knows the beginning from the ending. This was the plan of God ever since he made man and man fell in the garden, was to reconcile man back to himself. And the only way that's done is through Jesus Christ. Many say today, well, there's more than one way to God. No, there is not. No, there is not. There's one way to be reconciled to God, and that's through the Son, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Acts 2.27. Because that will not leave my soul in hell. He's once again, speaking of Psalms sixteen, but he's not speaking of David. This is David not speaking of himself. He's speaking of Jesus Christ. Neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. In Acts thirteen and thirty, but God raised him from the dead. His physical body being sinless, <clears throat> perfect. Lamb of God, without blemish, appointed to a, in the sacrificial system, saw no corruption, which certainly normally accompanies death, but he was glorified and raised from the dead. As Christ is, so shall we be the first fruits of death. Study First Corinthians chapter 15. It'll help you. It'll help you, but the resurrection points actually to the rapture of the church, I believe. Acts 2 and 28. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. So he, he Christ is our pattern. And as well, he possessed what the what? not only to himself to be what resurrected, but also all believers. See, the resurrection is promised to me and you. For the trumpet of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall raise first, and those that are alive remain shall be caught up in the air to be with him forever. See, the body that goes in the ground in corruption, listen now, will be raised in incorruption. This is the blessed hope. See, when we stand in a funeral home before our loved ones, then we're saying goodbye. If you're a Christian, you have the blessed hope that it's not final. This is not over by no means. Paul said, death, where's thy sting? Grave, where's thy victory? Come on. Mortality shall put on immortality. Corruption shall put on incorruption. We have a future as Christians. Acts 2 and 29. Men and brethren, once again, this is Peter speaking. Let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that is both dead and buried, and his sepulchre is with us until today. So this is this is this is Peter pointing out that David is not speaking of himself, but he's speaking of Jesus Christ. He says, "Let me speak freely." If the patriarch was is he important? No, certainly, certainly. Amen. Jesus was set on the throne of David. That but David is both dead and buried, still in the ground, waiting for the redemption of his body. And his, and his sepulchre is with us even to the day. He might have even pointed to it. I don't know. Up there is his sepulchre. You know where it says probably Mark. I mean, I mean, I mean, he was the great patriarch of who, Israel, and they loved him for the most part. Acts 13, 36 says, For David, after he had served his own what generation, by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid into his fathers and saw corruption. So once again, this is proving that Psalm 16, not talking about David, but talking about Jesus Christ. Acts 2 and 30. Therefore, being a prophet, Peter called David a prophet. So if the word of God, the Holy Spirit, let him say that. <clears throat> Pardon me, then he's a prophet. And knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. Psalms 132, 11. The Lord has sworn in truth unto David, he will not turn from it. Of the fruit of thy body I set upon thy throne. <clears throat> Pardon me. Jesus was in the line of David. David was of the tribe of Judah. Jesus is of the tribe of Judah. The Bible calls him the Lion of Judah, L-I-O-N. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, beginning verse 10, this speaks of David. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel. I will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Prophetic here. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. This is this is God bringing Jacob or Israel back to prominence and total reconciliation with God, with total acceptance of him and total acceptance of Christ. And, and as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused thee to rest from all thy enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee a house. And when thy days be fulfilled, speaking of David now, in other words, when he's lying on death, thou shalt sleep with thy fathers. When he dies, I will set up thy seed after thee. Who's that? Jesus. Which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. And 2 Samuel 7, 13. He shall build a house for my name. I will establish the throne of the kingdom forever. I will be his father, he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with stripes of the children of men. Now, this also alludes to Solomon. But my mercy shall not depart away from him, I took it from Saul, whom I have put away before thee. So 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 Christ being the heir, remember David couldn't build the house because couldn't build the house because blood on his hands. But see, the building of the kingdom of Solomon, where the the temple of Solomon is is, is, is what the furtherance of the kingdom. The lines, see, the lines coming down to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And thy house, listen now. Thy house and thy kingdom shall be established forever. Before thee, thy throne shall be established forever. Now, not in Solomon. We know Solomon failed. Amen. At the end, at the end of his his reign, uh, you know, the Bible says he was pretty tore up. Vanity, vanity, all is Vanity. Remember what it says about the preacher, he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. <clears throat> so, what we read in these Old Testament passage, passages is pointing towards the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The line, see the line, the line from David to who? Solomon, Solomon on down the line to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The the, the temple that will, will that will be built, a third temple. Jesus Christ will sit in that temple, the establishment of the kingdom, you see. As God promised, it's coming. It's coming. What day or an hour, I, I don't know. You don't either. Acts 2 and 31, He seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. So this tells us of what David is talking about. He's talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Psalm 1610, For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Acts 232, then Jesus have raised up, wherefore we all are witnesses. So this is Peter saying we witnessed his resurrection, we witnessed his resurrection body his perfect body. We saw his ascension. Now we're waiting on him because he sits by the Father's right hand. See, in the first century church, they were waiting for the coming of the Lord. They thought it would be a few weeks away, a months away, but here it is, 2021. And he hasn't come yet. So if they was looking for him strong back then, how much more should we be looking for him today? In Luke 24, 37 but they were terrified and, and frightened as supposed that they seen the spirit. And he said unto them, this is him speaking, why are you troubled? Why do thoughts arise in your heart? Behold my hands and I feet, my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for his spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye have me. As you see me have. <clears throat> Pardon me. So this is proof that Jesus will be resurrected in his body. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have ye any meat? So he's going to eat, which we will in our what? resurrected body. They gave him a piece of boiled fish, <clears throat> pardon me, of a honeycomb. And he took it and he did before them, eat it before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Acts 2.33, Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted where he's at now, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this, which ye now see and hear. What you see going on was promised. The outpouring of the Spirit of God was promised. Romans 8:34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that he is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. If you don't get anything else today, no, that's where he's at now. That's his position in the Godhead right now, setting. By the right hand of God, Paul says Romans eight thirty four, who maketh intercession for us. So next time we'll start uh, on Acts two and thirty four. Once again, Peter preaching the first message of the church and inaugural message of the church. Pointing towards Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ only. Lifting him up that all men might be drawn in him. That's what we need to do. You know, the Word of God says study to show yourself approved." As you read these scriptures, go and study them for yourself. Amen. Run references. Study what the Word of God says. Listen, it's all connected. The Word of God does not contradict itself. Amen. From Genesis to Revelation is Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, concealed. In the New Testament, revealed. So next time, we'll start with Acts 2 and 34. Until then, we're praying for, for salvation, healing, and deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. Because it's all about him. And he said, if I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. God bless. Till next time. We want to thank you for listening to Truth in God's Word today. You can check us out on Facebook at The Truth in God's Word. There you can message us for any reason, whether it be prayer requests, comment about the show, or if you would just like to let us know subjects you would like to hear about on Truth in God's Word. We pray that you have a blessed day.